0: Welcome to the CX Chronicles Podcast. This is the show for customer service managers, VPs of customer experience, and all of you other CXers out there. Every week, we are going to dig into topics, challenges, wins, and updates in the CX customer service community. I'm your host, Adrian Brady Chisana. Check us out at CXChronicles.com. Feel free to reach out to us anytime. Thank you so much for being a part of the CX Chronicles Nation. Zendesk, the platform where all the action is. Do you need help with customer interactions across phone, chat, email, social media, and any other channel that you can imagine? all coming together in one place ask cx chronicles how zendesk can help your business today all right guys thanks thanks so much for listening to the cx chronicles podcast i'm your host adrian brady chisana today we have an awesome guest today guys uh jay money creator of the blog budgets or sexy is on the show to talk with the cx nation J jay, jay money welcome to the show sir
1: Hello, sir. Thanks for having me. It's a good day today to be talking about money. in community.
0: <laughs> every day is a good day to be talking about money, my friend.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, no, was a stupid thing for me to say. <laughs> so, guys,
0: I'll give you the quick and dirty on this. So, Jay Money is uh, an individual that I have been following now for years. We were just we were just laughing and joking prior to the prior to the show today, but um, you know, he, Jay Money had done all of this incredible content creation with his blog Budgets Are Sexy, where he's given so much. Um, incredible high value substance around personal finance, around ideas for side hustles, around ideas for growing your business, or thinking about ways of creating money, or figuring out how money can gravitate towards you. And uh, and, and I asked him to come on the show because I thought that this would be awesome for our listeners. It's a little bit different of a style than a normal, but Jay Money's going to be able to tell us his story and give us all these incredible ideas for how he was able to build his business, grow his business eventually sell his business and then on top of it just be able to live a life that so many folks that are listening to the show startup founders startup executives people that are building their companies this is what we're aspiring for this idea of independence this idea of having you know a life that you can really kind of be in be in control of so jay money i'm pumped man i'm pumped to have you on the show today
1: You make me sound so good. I like it. I need to take you around <laughs> with me wherever we go. It's great. It's funny because you do all this stuff. I've been in the game for 11 years, and it's like your day in and day out. But hearing like a quick snapshot like that really puts it in perspective. Like I'm feeling good about myself right now. Thank you.
0: You should be, man. You should. There's 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 a ton of awesome stuff that you've been able to kind of get into um, over the years, and, and I'm excited for you to, to to tell our listeners. So let's start off the show yep. with, with the age old. Why don't you take a couple minutes? To tell the CX Nation about how did how you started, grew, and built budgets are sexy.
1: Yeah, so basically started out with the wrong turn. One day we were looking to uh, my wife and I looking to rent a place, and we got lost, and we found this like townhouse for sale. And I was like, oh, everyone talks about home and how good it is, blah blah blah. And then long story short, within forty eight hours, we signed our money away, and we we bought this house on a whim. Um, I didn't have any. I mean, we were OK with money. We weren't great. We weren't bad. We're just kind of even, you know, plain. Yep. Um, but I went online. and I was like, you know what? I bet you there's uh, I need to get my budget together, get my money together. And I kept coming across all these stories. Like I didn't know what a blog was, but I was like people like, hey, here's how I save my money. Here's my net worth. Here's like all of my savings, my debt. And that like personal aspect really I don't know there's something raw about that really connected with me and I started reading blogs for a few months and a lot of it was good and after a while I was like man like I need a there needs to be some like fun person in here you know there needs to be some more like real life you know like I was out partying going to bars like maybe I could talk about saving money doing that kind of stuff Uh, so I just started a blog on a whim also one day at work um, you know, to be the more productive and the more I started going, the more I started realizing, Hey, there's people that enjoy this stuff. And, you know, I didn't know you can make money, didn't know it would change my life or my career or anything. I just started writing. I mean, I didn't spell check. I curse. I just got words out there, right? It was always around money and most of it was pretty positive. Um, and that was 11 years ago. And, and over the years I learned that you can build a business online, I learned um, there's, you know, about partnerships, about marketing, accounting. I mean, there's so much, as you guys know, that go into running a business, right? Um, and I think that the the best thing I've done and also the bad thing I've done, depending on how you look at it, is I've always treated it as kind of a hobby. Like, I've always done the blog for fun. And when I realized there was money in it, I made enough just to, like, have my ideal lifestyle. Yep. And then I don't kind of push the gas after that. And so if you're super business oriented, I mean, you could really kill it you know, in the online world. But you can also enjoy yourself if you're more like me and, you know, I want to live my life. I don't want to be totally online 24-7. But that's how I started, just randomly started a blog 11 years ago. And throughout the years, just learned more, partnered up more. And um, I mean, it's been a wild ride. And yeah, as you said, I just sold it. Literally, just a couple of weeks ago, and even that, I'm still trying to process through exactly. Which, which is you know, incredible. It's, a blog. It's, my, it's my word of thought. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's, it's incredible.
0: It's, it's funny, you know. I think Jay Money. One of the big things that a, a lot of the folks who do listen to the show, right, for our specifically for our startup founders and executives, right, it, 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 it's almost a, a what. And some people admit this, and some people don't. But the the reality is, for people that are built building their own businesses, growing their own companies, growing their own teams, growing their own customer bases, you'd be lying if, if if you didn't say, there's a part of that factoring and a part of that calculation and a part of that build out where the dream or a part of the dream is to someday have another individual or another entity come along and say, you know what, what you built is, A, it's this incredible, awesome thing. B, we think that it's got real value, and that value can obviously be applied in a number of different ways, regardless of what type of company or industry you're in. But you did it, man! You built your thing, you built a company, you built a base, an audience, a place, right, where all these people would come and gain all this awesome um, value and all this awesome substance around how they could improve their financial life and their business planning, and their side hustling, all this cool stuff. And 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 you did it, man! So so huge huge shout out to you. Uh, I think that my next question is just. How did you so it took 11 years? How can you walk us through some of the different stages of of that 11 year journey so that we can get a better sense for sort of what did the um, the kindling phase look like when you were sort of getting it up and running versus, you know, uh, uh, over the last year leading up to being able to sell the business and and, and moving to what's going to be next for you?
1: Yeah, I think it all pretty much started. Well, a, I was excited about talking to people and just about money in general. Um, like I said, it was always like a hobby for me. Um, but I know one thing that I did early on, and still to this day, I've done—you know—pretty much uh, spot on. Is I, I just was just consistent. You know, like from start, from the first time I started reading blogs, I noticed people would have a schedule, whether it was every other day or every day. And I said, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it every single day. I don't care if it's, you know, midnight and I have to get out of bed or wake up four in the morning to write a post. Like that was my goal, write a post every single day, no matter what relating to money. Um, and I did, I did it for about five or six years. Then I got, I had, made, I had kids. And so I switched to Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then actually just recently I went back to blogging every day just because it's easier for me to write when I do it daily than take yep. breaks. Yep. Um, but that was probably the start of a lot. I um, was doing it daily So people knew when to come back. It got me Thinking more got me more creative. There was times where I didn't have jack to say, and I would have to come up with something, right? And some of those things I'd come up with would do really well. Um, Others would bomb. You know, you can't be perfect for like everything you do. Um, But that consistency really was the foundation of everything. Um, And then I would say, and so I was consistent for about a year or two. And what I realized is a lot of like bigger media, like, would reach out and say, hey, we like your stuff. It's different. It's interesting. But a, you're anonymous, and b, like, you're You know, like you curse all the time. You don't spell check. (laughs) We can't even like reshare this stuff, right? Yeah. And so that was a really turning point because I remember thinking, well, like – that. so that happened let's say like on a Thursday. On Friday, I'd sit down to write my post in the morning and I'd say, no, like screw that. I'm going to do it my way, right? Like it's my way or nothing. This is my thing, right? Um, But then I was like, well, what if I did tweak it, right? What if I did spell check? What if I did like swap curse words for for equally – you know, words that, you know, made sense or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I did and I started changing it and they started picking it up and, you know, I'd get on Forbes or MSN money, um, Yahoo finance all over the place. And it was crazy because it was just like one minor tweak, yep. you know? And so over the years I started tweaking more, but that was a big thing where once the bigger media started paying attention and sharing, um, really catapulted a lot. And then really just, you know, after that, so that was probably for the first few years, I just respond to comments and emails and and tweets and and everything I get. Uh, The community to me is probably the the biggest part of it all because without people listening or reading, I mean, I just would have given up, you know. and so that that part itself doesn't technically make you money, but that was what kept my audience growing and thriving. Um and then really the last five or six years I've just been doing the exact same thing. Like there's no secret or anything. I just yeah. keep doing it. Yep. Right. And and the more you do something, I mean it's easier. I could do the same thing now as he did eleven years ago, but the impact's so much greater just because I've been doing it for a long time it makes right? sense. so not giving up is definitely a key yeah,
0: yeah. And, and and I and I can attest guys so like just from from being a, a longtime subscriber to to jay money's content and and following his his daily posts um you, you there's something about that consistency that um it, it, it increases I wouldn't it's not necessarily the credibility but like the dependency factor so it's funny like Every time I would see Jay Money's email pop up in an inbox, right? After after at this point over – what did I tell you um, prior to the call, Jay? We were, we were saying like yeah, three, years. three years or something. I've gotten so many different value points across all of those, probably hundreds and hundreds of messages at this point, that every single because of that, the dependency, it's always there. And then the credibility of oftentimes when I'm going in there, I see it and then I'll dork out a couple steps further, learn more about what Jay's talking about. Then it makes you want to open every single time. And I think what's interesting about that facet and what's interesting about like that whole notion is if if you can compute that back to any type of customer experience curation, right? Again, regardless of what type of business you are, what type of industry you're in. That that ability to create um, almost like a level of excitement, or minimally like opt in, like you want to like opt in and see minimally what are they talking about, or what are they what are they telling us this this week or this day? That is one thing, man. That I think that you've done an incredible job building your business, and I think that that that's an area that we have to figure out how we can keep uh, exposing other entrepreneurs and other business owners to think about that same mentality yeah. and apply it to their own custom world. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Thanks. Dude. And you mentioned curation and it's funny. So like, even though I write every day, like a lot of times it's not even my own thoughts or words. I I riff off other people and I share other people's stuff that I love or, you know, um, and I, and I, and a lot of it's even curation. I mean, sometimes it's just like a whole article. Hey, here are my favorite articles I've read from other people around the web, just so people get an experience around, you know, just around the, the community. Um, and shit, I even grew a, started a whole, um, another site that I, built and and sold called rockstar finance. Um, and that was just literally curation. I, because I read so much, I just found three articles that I really loved around personal finance and and all different, you know, different people talking different stages of their life, debt, financial freedom, all kinds of stuff. Um, and then I just shared in an email, Hey, here are my three favorite of the day. Um, and that one turned out to be, you know, fill a void that that wasn't around in our community. Um, and that was right before, right when curation was starting to to really pick up, just around the web in general. Um, but going back to that curation thing you're talking about, I mean, it really does. It helps. It helps other people that are reading say, oh, like hey, if Jay likes this, you know, maybe this will be something that's good for me too. But it also gives love around the community and 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 sets you up as, hey, this guy knows, you know, somewhat of an expert in this realm, right? He's reading a lot. He's curating for me, um, and so so be, being able to do that in any You know, business that that you guys are running out there is really helpful.
0: Absolutely, and and you know, so another thing I want to call out, Jay, is just because I think it's really important for the listeners to hear. So, you guys have you're gonna you're gonna go back and check this out anyway. But budgets are sexy. One of the one of the most interesting things that Jay's done that attracted me and kept me coming back to Jay. Can you talk about? your net worth tracking plan, because I got, I got to be perfectly honest, man. So, so literally since, since that afford anything episode uh, or podcast that I was telling you about with you and Paula Pant, um, I literally, I believe have never missed a recording in my own personal (laughs) net worth tracker since that episode, because it's literally kind of, so, so, so let me, let me turn the mic over to you, but tell, tell the listeners about your tracking and tell them about sort of what you tried to do and why that became such an important part of the journey.
1: Yeah. And so going back to when I started 11 years ago, like the one thing that really stuck out was hearing people's story and, and really just their real life finances because no one, no one shares like that stuff in real life. Like they might say I have savings or I invest in X, Y, Z, but they never sh- give you a, a snapshot of exactly where all their money is. Um, and so that's always fascinating me. So one of the first things I decided to do is like, oh, I'm going to do that t- too because I enjoyed it. You know, my future audience might enjoy it too. So I started, I think I was around forty or $50,000 um, net worth when I started. And net worth had just, you know – your assets on one side, savings, you know, investments, you know, your your real estate, and then liabilities on the other side, you know, debts, student loans, whatever you have, car car notes. I um, need to deduct them, and whatever that number is is, is your number. Um, so I started doing it eleven years ago. Um, I think I did. So I've been doing it every single month personally, and then I also share it online um, up until this month, and I think I just crossed one point one million. Wow! Um, and I'm selling the blog, you know, for a few. Um, a hundred thousand definitely, definitely helped with that. Dude, that's awesome, um, man. That's a know.
0: huge deal. And that's just, it's, it's yeah. such a big milestone, man.
1: Yeah. Thank you. And, and, you know, even without the, the blog, I still, I was, I was still going to track it myself because that's what I learned from other financial bloggers, yep. but it kept me accountable and it really shows you a snapshot every month. Of what exactly is going on, right? Some of it's in your control, some not, but you can see the trends um, and seeing those trends month after month is super helpful. And, and even with business, right? I do it for personal, but you could also do it with your business if you wanted to.
0: So so let's let's expand on that because that's exactly what I would love for you to chat about, which is I think number one, just this notion of um, as an entrepreneur, as a small business owner, or even as an executive of a, of a growth-focused company, um, can you talk with us a little bit about sort of Number one, again, starting points and phases. How did you kind of just start with thinking through what that model or what those major focus areas needed to look like? And how did you slowly improve on them as you went from sort of year one at $40,000 $40, to year 11 where you're, 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 over, you're over the million-dollar mark? Can you talk a little bit more about that in detail?
1: Yeah. So I think, um, early on, like once I had a, like most people like first you got to figure out where you stand. Right. So I didn't know, I knew I had bank accounts open. I knew I had, you know, a credit card and had some debt on it. And so like just getting everything in one spot and literally saying, this is like the facts of, this is like the nation right now. Right. This is what my financial picture looks like. Good or bad. Right. And most times it's going to be scary and probably bad (laughs) if you haven't been good. Right. right, But it's fine. Like hopefully it goes up from there. Right. That's right, man. You first got to figure out where the you are and, and track it once you have that then again going back to consistency just making sure every month hey logging in all the counts, copy and pasting the numbers over like even that small simple act that takes like you know i don't know three minutes in total like it's huge because it forces you to stop and be conscious of what all those numbers look like and then of course you compare to the previous months so you can tell how well or not you're doing um well once you once you get that going and i would say once you're five or six months into it just literally tracking even if even if you're not going out of your way to make changes, mentally, your brain starts like paying attention and you'll catch yourself like going out and you're at a bar and you want to order a round of drinks and you're like, wait, 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 like I know what's going to happen if I do this right next month when I sit down, like this is going to be reflected in my, in my financials. Yep. Right. Which is really big because you start like slowly psychologically changing the way you behave and not all the way. And sometimes people are more hardcore than others. um, But that was kind of the first phase, like the mental parts of it um after that it was like all right well like here's savings here's debt here's income like what are the areas that i can like knock off quickly like the low hanging fruit um so like 401k stuff right most companies offer a good plan a lot of people don't pay attention and, and you get free money, right? So like upping your percentage, so let's say 5% or whatever your your employer um, matches for free just by you contributing, like that's like an easy win right away that automatically, you know, catapults money. Yep. Um, and So that's what I did. And then, you know, after doing the bare minimums across the board, you know, I was like, well, how can I maximize this? Right. And so like some people were hardcore. It's like I max out my 401k all 19,000 or whatever it is every year. Right, And if you think about it, if that's literally all you did, which is still pretty hard for most, you know, 90% of people, but if that's all you did was invest 19,000 a year, you know, for 20, 30 years, like you're going to be a millionaire. Like it's just no way like around it. Right. It's just, it's just math Yep. Um, and, and compounding. Um, so that's what I started doing. I just started upping areas like, well, can't, is there a way that I can, you know, take out, I don't know, 30 or 40% of my paycheck or whatever it is at the time to max out. Right. Um, And I did. I figured out ways, right? And I didn't have kids and I was probably living larger than I should have. So I cut back in areas. You know, I moved in with my fiance and, you know, we started saving money there. So, you know, everyone's situation is different. But, you know, depending on how much you actually care and really want it right? Just like business, right? Like you need to like really want it in order to succeed because you know, everyone would be doing it if it was easy, right? <laughs> uh, so having that motivation. Yep. Yeah. And so, so literally like probably if I had to sum it up in a nutshell for the last 11 years, it was consistently tracking, starting to max out my retirement accounts every single year, like just watching my my spend, right? And sometimes I'd spend more and sometimes I spend less, but just really being conscious of it, right? And that's the whole point of, of finance in general. Like as long as you're happy with what you're doing, like it doesn't matter where you're spending your money, but yep. you gotta like know what you're doing, right? Uh, and so, and then, you know, you know, entrepreneurial wise, you know, I'd start some websites, some I'd, you know, would crash and burn, I'd shut down, some I'd build and, you know, make 100,000 and I'd sell it, you know, some I'd sell for just two or 3,000, uh, um, and so adding these like little clumps every now and then, and I think I got inheritance ones from my grandparents, which is about 20,000, you know, so you get these little clumps every now and then. And then as long as you're reinvesting or putting that into something that increases your net worth is good. And, and that's a good point too. Like whatever you do, as long as your net worth's increasing, right, you can be paying off debt and that increases your net worth. You can invest it. That increases. You can put it in Bitcoin or whatever, whatever you want to do, as long as it goes up. It doesn't really matter like like there's no right answer because it all helps your helps your growth. Yep. Right. And so I think that's another thing, too. There's no one way like real estate or invest, or stocks. Right. As long as it's trending upwards, you're, you're on the on the right path.
0: I, I think, you know, one of the biggest things that 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 had helped me with both from a personal financial perspective, but then also uh, as an entrepreneur and as a business owner, Jay, is that. You, you, to your point and you you made this really clear but once you start paying attention to where everything's going and you understand what the levers and the pulleys are that affect that 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 chief number right because there's all these important variables that sit in your sheet but if you're focusing on that on that on that net worth piece and again if you bring that to a personal level or a business level it can it can give you the same type of financial understanding number 1 financial clarity number two around what okay, what are people love to love to hate on the uh, the twenty percent cost lines that bring <laughs> yeah, in percent of the items. Up. Yeah. But dude, once what about what about all these little slices, right? And all the little things that that actually can make the difference between your company being 10, 15, 20% more profitable at the end of the year. So I love what you're talking about there. That's that's a huge, huge way that you can actually start really feeling the ebbs and the flows of what's happening, both per, you know, on a financial, personal financial level, and a business level.
1: Right, right. And there's a good book to that twenty eighty percent stuff too, called Essentialism. I don't know if you've talked about it before by Greg McKeown, but that rat really, like, the last few years for me. I, I think a lot of people, once you get successful in one track, you tend to kind of go all in, which is good and, and you need to hustle and all that stuff. But then once you're kind of like, all right, like I've done the the major part, like how do I – how do I have my lifestyle be better in general? Cause the whole point for most people, I mean, yeah, they like business and, and you're passionate, but at some point, like you want all that to affect like how you live daily, yeah. right? Whether you want to travel the world or just wake up and work a couple hours, like whatever that means to you, the whole point of money is to have a good lifestyle. Right. Um, and so that book essentialism for me, like I was in hustle mode and I was having kids and I had to figure out a way to like live my lifestyle more now than in the future. And that book really helped me like focus on the stuff, That I was doing, that was important, that was moving the levers 80%, but all the other crap that I was doing that wasn't as important, you know, helped me really focus more um, you know, so just throwing that out there.
0: Absolutely. No, absolutely. Jay, you mentioned that uh, you were at FinCon recently. I'd love to spend a couple minutes kind of having you chat with us a little bit about just a, the experience at FinCon, what you were up to, what were you trying to achieve there? Uh, and then uh, I'd love to use that as a segue into kind of picking your brand and what's going to be next, you know, with the big news with budgets are sexy. I'd love to pick your brand and sort of what the next phase or the next level. And to your point, right now that you've got, now that you're over a mill, man, you've got some options and you've got control on what what you want to do and how you want to spend your time. So I'd love to start moving into into that part of our chat.
1: Yeah. So FinCon, for anyone that doesn't know, is pretty much just our financial media um, conference. It started out nine years ago. I've gone to every single one, and there's only 200 bloggers there at the first one, all around the world. Um, and then over the years, as podcasting came around, as YouTube came around more, as social media and even journalism and a lot of this stuff. You know, came around more at it all. It's all mixed into one. You know, one conference, and now we're at about. I think they had twenty five hundred. Nice. On um, this year, yes, yeah, so it's grown massively. Where, where were you guys at of this of year? year? This one was here in my backyard in Washington D.C. Good for you. Nice. Um, lo- next year will be um, Long Beach, California. So we switch coasts. We go in the middle sometimes. Um, never to Hawaii for some reason. I don't know why they don't. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are all too um, you're all
0: too focused on making sure you're not spending too much money. That's why.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, I mean, it's a great, but but for me and most of us that work online, like we never see people face to face. And you have local meetups and stuff. But like number one for me, I just want to go see people in real life you know, and all your colleagues and, and other blogger friends or podcaster friends, like just, it's just nice hanging out physically in person. Yep. Um, so I go everywhere to hang out with everyone, to meet old friends, to meet like all the new people that I've, you know, been sharing online or love and, and seeing them face to face. And really like for me, I just network, you know, my tail off. All I do is I hang in the hallways, I meet people, I go to the parties, I go to the events. And then usually after once, you know, we decompress and everything, I'm like, all right, All right. Well, let's see if there's anyone here that, you know, makes sense to partner with, or maybe I'm trying to build something or maybe I can help them. You know, I kind of do it in two phases. Um, Other people go and they just line meetings back to back to back, you know, and you have everyone from like beginning bloggers to like super successful mega million dollar monthly earners, you know, businesses, journalists again. Um, So there's a wide range and some people just, you know, meet and, and, or, you know, try and, and set partnerships up you know, every day. And then others just go to learn, right? There's a whole, the whole conference is really to teach you to learn, to, you know, to grow your business, to market your business, um, you know, content ideas. Um, and so there's a lot of different pieces that you can take. And I think a lot of people takes a year or two to really figure out why they're going and the parts they like. And it's can be overwhelming if you're kind of trying to do it all, especially now with, you know, 2,500 people. Um, but it's, it's a great conference. And honestly, like if you love personal finance or just really building stuff online that you own, like lifestyle business type of stuff, doesn't even have to be in finance. Um, uh, it's a really good place to learn, um uh, and just to have fun and connect with other people that are, you know, the same mindset.
0: It, it sounds like an awesome time. And it also just sounds like to your points of being able to rub elbows with folks that are like minded individuals, they've got similar interests. Uh, the other thing, too, is you're talking about a cre- uh, uh, an incredibly creative crowd there. So your ability yes. to have uh, collisions, if you will, you know, just by bumping in to the right person or bumping in, into the right potential partner boom, that's what the next two quarters of plans looks like just because of a of a bump into in a hallway. And that I think that's awesome. Um, with that yeah. being said, now that you now that you made this big news, you know, public a few weeks back to to the budgets are sexy audience. What are you kind of thinking is next for you? And what do what you what are you hoping to sort of do next with your business? <laughs>
1: that's an excellent question. One I don't have an answer for.
0: <laughs> that's okay. You know,
1: I don't know. Like, Yeah. Like, I feel like this is the first time that I'm kind of a free agent and I still blog at the site. Like I still committed for six months to blog every day there. Um, you know, and, and I sold it to a division of the Motley Fool called, um, uh, soapbox financial network. Um, and they're up, you know, I can't say everything they're working on, but they want to build a, you know, bigger community. Right. And so I'm consulting with them to try and do that. So I kind of in six months find myself either going all in with them and, and building out something new that's, that's bigger than myself. Uh, maybe you'll come up with the project. Maybe someone listening to this will come up with a project that's interesting to me. Um, you know, and that's my ideal lifestyle to be honest. Like at first when I started the blog, like I just wanted money. Right. Like, I just wanted to be a millionaire. I, I thought it'd be cool. Yeah, you know, and yeah. I was in my twenties again, I was partying like, I want to be a millionaire. Like those are my priorities. <laughs> at, at the time. Hey, That's those are good. Those years. are
0: good priorities. Partying and being a millionaire. Nothing's wrong with either of those things.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. You know, over the years, you know, like, I'm, you know, almost almost 40 now I have three kids. I have a family, I have a house, you know, like, yep. I don't know. It's just different. And what I've realized is that really all I want is like to wake up and like do what I want. Right. And and whether that's you know I wanted to spend time with my kids or I want to you know build the next you know financial you know empire uh, maybe I want to do nothing I don't know but like I'm so I have ADD and I I'm always moving to the next thing right or you have all these millions of ideas right once you're successful with one thing all of a sudden you think you can do like. 50 things, yeah, right? Yep. Um, so I'm really good at like killing ideas fast now and really thinking like if I wake up tomorrow, is this something I'm going to enjoy doing if I'm going to be spending my time with it? You know, yep. um, and so really, that's how I am now. I wake up, you know, I do some emails, I, I write my blog post, and then I kind of look around and see what other people are doing and seeing if there's something, you know, exciting that I can help them with. Um, I don't know, but it's an exciting, you know, exciting time for me. And, you know, I have crossed over that million dollar threshold now, as I mentioned, and it's funny, I don't feel the same, I don't feel any different. Um, really, I feel more confident, I guess. Um, and it's cool to like marketing wise to say, you know, you're a millionaire, you've made a million dollar blogging, right? That's super, super viral there. Um, you know, but, but my, but it's, but my lifestyle is like the, the number one, you know, mission now which i think which obviously like money and, and businesses you know are supposed to get you you know but but the thing too I would, I would i would warn people again like hustling is good and there's always a time for it but just make sure like if you're like if your ultimate dream is to is to have a good life right working hard is fine but if all you're doing is working all the time even if you're making millions but literally all you're doing is working like that's a crazy life right and so i think a lot of people like, it's good to take a step back and figure out, like, what is the point of all this? You know, like, what if I died tomorrow? I think about death all the time now. <laughs> once I had kids, so I don't know, you know, but death, like if I were to die tomorrow, like, yeah. am I happy yeah. going out this way? Totally, right? like, man. Really, it's a hard question to answer. Well, yeah. But if you ask yourself, that's really. Well,
0: good. there's a lot of people. There's a lot. I've seen a lot of writing out there and I've seen I've heard a lot of awesome uh, talk on different podcasts. But the reality is, like, one of the pivotal moments of uh, any entrepreneur Specifically with entrepreneurs, and this can be applied to a variety of others, but the minute that you understand that there is a last day, you begin to actually realize, holy shit, if there's a last day then I should be doing and spending my time. In a way that <laughs> right. that measures that. And I know I know for me, Jay, you know, a big part of, you know, building out CX Chronicles and building build, building my business was really around feeling that, you know, and understanding that, man, I, I've had this awesome career and I've been lucky to have all these incredible experiences. But, like, for me, it was about building a, a business and building the podcast, right, and building an audience and building a place that people could come and get this awesome value. And that was a major motivator. You know what I mean? So I, you're absolutely right. It's yeah. important to understand that, like – You know, life is short and you got to you got to be able to just tackle the goals that you want to tackle and make constantly be making new ones so that, you know, you, you have a rich, rich, you know, full, full life.
1: Yeah, dude. I'm glad you started this where I'd be talking to myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I'm glad that you that you came on the show, man. It, this has really been... And my wife is tired of talking about money and business, so anyone I could talk to uh, is really good for me. <laughs> no, I,
0: I love it, man. And look, like I, I knew I knew that uh, a big big part of why I was excited about having you come and talking on the Six Chronicles podcast was really just like, this is a different style of experience curation. This is a different type of example of how... You know, you can build so many wildly different but awesome business types. And this is just another example of how, you know, um, there's so many different tracks of entrepreneurship and of business development and of personal growth and of financial growth and of business growth. And and that's why I I was pumped to really have you come on the show and, and, and shed some light on all that.
1: Yeah, dude. And I didn't tell you, but I used to be a customer service uh, manager and director back in my former life. Well, wait a minute.
0: Hold on. It's great that you're saying this because I have a fire round question for you. (laughs) (laughs) So wait. So (laughs) So now that you offer that piece of information, okay, I was going to ask you the fire round question for today was going to be talk to us about one of the most interesting interactions that you've had building your business and, you know, again, with your community members, which could be also associated to customers. But now that you just told us that you were a customer service agent, I want yeah. to know about the most interesting customer interaction that you've ever had, sir.
1: I've got one for you. I used to work at, for the airlines, Newark Airport. Nice. And um, as you know, sometimes the weather's bad and lots of people don't like to plan. so I've had to deal with you know, people getting married the next day, missing their last flight so they can't even make their own wedding. I've had people spending the night for days in the, you know, in the um, airport trying to get out. Um, but one night it was like, I don't know, maybe like 11 o'clock at night. I was on the late shift, probably going home around 1130. Um, and there's a whole flight going somewhere international and then it just starts snowing and it just started blizzarding. And this whole entire flight, like they were on the plane, all the people, like 300 of them. They had to get off of the plane and then told they couldn't fly till the next day if the, if the snow is OK. Um, and so I was getting ready to go. And all of a sudden I see this mob of like people coming my way. And I'm, and I'm just an agent. I'm a ticket agent. Like I'm not a manager. I was literally just an agent because I wanted free flights all around the world. So I was like, <laughs> let me just get in there. Right. Like that was my hack. Like yeah. fly around the world for free looking for airlines. Right. 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 Um, and the managers were there and all of a sudden they look at the mob and they all go inside and like close the door, like behind the scenes. And I go in there, I'm like, guys, what are you doing? Like there's 300 people coming our way. And they're like, nope, not dealing with it, right? That's like typical New York, like people that work for airlines. <laughs> horrible, horrible. And they're like, you, you can deal with it. But if I were you, I'd get like a police, you know, man there. Yeah, right. I'm like, what are you talking about? I don't know what to tell these people. There's 300 of them. Again, like I'm one person. <laughs> so I literally, and there, and there were like security guard stuff, right? They they saw the mob, they started coming out, and I had to stand up on a table and like scream to 300, you know, pretty much like be patient, we're gonna work for you, it's only me right now, we'll get other people in here. And probably for like three or four hours, all we did was like rebook and help, you know, 300 people. And eventually the other managers came out, but they were scared, man, you know, and it, and that's bad because like your whole job as a customer service agent is to help people. Yep. Right? And of course, like, it's going to be bad it's going to be good and that's what i used to tell people like working like i did a lot of like phone phone banks and that kind of stuff like your job as a, as a service rep is to be like not only help the customers but be on their side yep you know and i had arguments with me and a ceo they're like oh well i don't know about this customer now i'm like it doesn't matter like that customer is like right you know to a degree you know but you're battling for that customer so i anytime i'd ever get hired or hired people it was like you need to to fight for that person, right? If you fight for that person, even if we disagree, like that is your job as that agent. You know, um, and, and in my blog, you know, in the community, like that's why community so big is because it's the it's the people reading like without them, like there's no way I'd be doing it if no one was reading or commenting. Right. I feel like I'm talking to no one. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah. So, you know, yeah, a, a
0: lot of the work that a lot of the work that we do, Jay, with 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 our clients, it's really around um, it's not just about optimizing the four CX pillars of team tools, process and feedback, but it's working with both the customer base and and the employee base, right? The people that are going to take right. care of those customers to understand right. the full picture, understand the full dynamic, understand what the different facets are of making that um, um, a symbiotic relationship. And the minute that you find some organizations that understand that, okay, if I focus just as much on my customer as I do my team, the people that are going to serve those customers, you're going to be cooking with gas, right. you're going to have a successful product or service offering, and you're going to be ready to rock and roll into the future, man. That's how you're going to be a company that's going to be able to grow
1: I like it you should- should have a podcast on this stuff. It's this really good. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't listen to podcasts in general, so like I'm naive to everything. I mean, I even, you know, like you said, I had my own podcast. So I didn't even listen to that. I only lasted a few months. <laughs> Absolutely, man. No,
0: that's why that's why we do this show and that's why we give people coming on telling these stories, getting these types of conversations out there, and most importantly, just giving people awesome ideas that they can bring back to their business, to their blog, to their team. Maybe they maybe they work for a big huge company, but they've got, you know, fif- 15 20 person team that they're trying to figure out how to crank up some mojo into it this is why we exist man that's why CX Chronicles podcast is here
1: I like it, dude. I'm, well, I'm a fan. Jay, I'll listen to this podcast later. You
0: better listen to this podcast. <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> kidding. But Jay, it's been, all, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show, man. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited that you were able to come on and, and, and share your story with us and give the CX nation all sorts of different ideas for what they can be doing with their own business. Uh, before we wrap up, can you please make yeah. it really, really clear to the CX nation exactly where they can find you and, and exactly how, uh, how, what's the easiest way that they can get in touch so that you can make some new friends, uh, from CXE.
1: Oh, yeah, cool. Uh, there's three places. If you're into money and personal finance, you can find me at budgetsaresexy.com. Uh, if you love Twitter, I'm on Twitter all day. That's my social media of choice at budgets are sexy, um, which I kept. I didn't even sell that. I put that in the contract, see? Nice. Um, and then jmoney.biz. Um, it's kind of like my resume that you can get a good snapshot of, of everything I work on or what I'm currently working on. And you can, you know, reach me directly through email through there, jmoney.biz. Uh, um, yeah, it's been great. Thanks for having me. And and hopefully people get something out of this. Feel free to email me if anyone has questions or want me to deep dive into something, just hit me up.
0: Absolutely. Jay, thank you so much for joining the show. Jay money for budgets are sexy. Uh, have an amazing rest of the day, sir. And, uh, and again, thank you so much for, for, for coming on and telling your story.
1: All right, dude. Have a good one, man.
0: Have a great day, man. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of cx chronicles be sure to subscribe save and share with all of your fellow cxers and until next time make happiness a habit cx chronicles nation check us out at cxchronicles.com